In today's episode, Aileen and Nancy discuss how exploring new experiences and learning new concepts can change your perspectives. We also discuss self-care and its importance as an expression of self-love. And from that place of self-love, we are better able to serve others. (laughs) Welcome to Expansive Minds Podcast, Gateway to Freedom, a podcast where two friends, Aileen and Nancy, explore and expand beyond what they think they know in order to live a life of freedom. Thank you for joining us. And away we go. Good afternoon. Hello, Nancy. We don't usually do afternoons. We don't. But after our hiatus, the sooner we could get back in, the better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How was your vacation? It was really great. I had a wonderful time. Had my grandsons up in Vermont, and uh, we had a lot of adventures. One thing we did, which I I enjoyed, I love doing things that I say in my mind I want to do, and then I finally get to do them. And John, my partner, is very good at knowing either whether I say it or I never say it. He kind of just knows what I want to do, which is great. So he was looking at things to do with the boys, seven and five. And Fun ages. It's so cute. There's a museum in St. Johnsbury that we had driven by before. St. Johnsbury is the town next to the, kind of next to where I am in Vermont. And we had noticed there was a museum there, which we thought, oh, we haven't gone in that. We haven't seen that museum. We should go sometime. This was weeks and weeks and weeks ago. Is there like a theme to that museum? Like a natural history museum? It's like a natural history museum, science museum. Yep. So he said, let's take the kids to the museum. I was like, perfect. So we went in. I didn't even know they had a just the sweetest little planetarium. You know, here at the Museum of Science in Boston, it's huge. Yeah. You know, it's really big. Yeah. And so when we walked in, we saw there were there were shows that day that you could see. Of course there were. One was at 1130, and it was on um, astronomy, the planets and the uh-huh. galaxy. And the other one was at one thirty. It was about dinosaurs. So I don't think a five and a seven year old boy would like to hear that one. Yeah, on the right. Dinosaurs. Exactly. Right. Like we are all over that. <laughs> so it was it was great. So we went into the we got there pretty much in time to go right to the astronomy show, and it's it was it's the if, if anyone is in St. Johnsbury, I really encourage them to go to this museum, and also sit in this really sweet planetarium. And so the astron- astronomy was presented by someone who had an amazing voice. Okay. He does radio. Oh, fun. In the area. So his voice was just, you know, I mean, it I was- It helps if you can connect with the voice when you're oh, hearing information. Absolutely. And his love for the subject, his enthusiasm for the subject. So the bo- I think, you know, there's maybe 30 seats in there. I don't know. It's really cute. We're just sitting in these seats, looking up in the sweetest little planetary, you know, just- the dome shape. And so he just got at it and talked about Orion's belt and, you know, looking up and he's showing all these little stars and what you can look for. And then he talks about the galaxy and he's like, well, this is the Milky Way galaxy. And then of course he does the thing that, that takes me back to when you talked about your teacher who Oh yeah, put the, the science po- fiction reading club. Yeah, who <laughs> yeah. said, this is us. One you know? dot of chalk Correct. on four giant blackboards. So he was giving the, this is how long it would take you at the speed of light to get to the other side of, our, you know, to get to the end of our galaxy. And then there are all these other galaxies. So he was doing that at the end, which is yeah. so mind-blowingly really fabulous. Is, yeah. 
and wild and and it thrills me. I, I feel thrill, which is that combo of excitement and a little bit of anxiety, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yes. Uh, then we took a break, went and got pizza, and then we came back, and it was time for the dinosaur show. <laughs> well, this one also just blew me away. And this, again, this adorable little place with my grandson's like on my lap and next to me. And we're looking up. It was a dinosaur I was not familiar with. This particular theme was focused on the first flying dinosaur and the oh. evolution of this. So I'm watching this and I'm learning about this particular dinosaur and they did a fabulous job. And uh, we're seeing these dinosaurs with these wings, but they're kind of walking on their elbows of their wings and their tails are too short. But then after hundreds, millions of years, they grow like a longer tail. Fascinating. <laughs> Fascinating. Yeah. And then when they get feathers and why they were high and then they adapted because of this. And, the, and it was the time frame that really blew me away. This time frame of watching this one particular dinosaur species and how it evolved over hundreds of thousands of million, you know. Yeah. And so that whole day going to this cute little museum that I thought was going to be like looking at stuffed moose and there was artwork made of bugs. I mean, <laughs> there was so, it's like very eclectic yeah. all over the place yeah. kind of. Uh, I thought that was going to be it. But to watch, since then, I have just been in this really mind-opened, kind of giggly, super chill place. Because to to in one day, in the moment of just a couple hours, to be taken from this concept, this reality of how humongous and how old the universe is, yes, to how wackily bizarre to our own experience the planet Earth, that planet Earth has been. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm thinking how excited I, I would get, like with the Jan John Hancock building was built. Yeah. Remember, we were all like, ooh, that's such a tall building. And it's going to like, oh, no, it's going to be bigger than the Prue. And oh, it's all glass. Isn't that amazing? And then the glass started falling out. And just this whole thing around that. And I'm watching this dinosaur show. And I'm like, are you kidding me? That's nothing compared to like yeah. the thousands and thousands of species of dinosaurs for how long they lived and how big they were. Yeah. It it just put I love in perspective. it when things perspective. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I love it mm -hmm. when things get put in perspective. When I hear stories about those old, old things and makes me realize though how young we are. Yes. Right. Because yeah. now they're discovering that we were sort of placed here. 200,000 mm -hmm. years ago, which is not a long time mm -hmm. in the grand scheme of things. And that our shift that we're going through on a planetary, like that Gaia, Mother Earth is, I was listening to somebody say, Mother Earth is actually shifting too. Like her axis is, is Right, is the whole axis thing, when you start reading about that, you're like, whoa, what's yeah. happening if yeah. the poles are shifting? Yeah, well, Cryon says what's happening to us and Mother Earth is joining us in this transformation is what happened to like the Pleiadians, like other planets have gone through this shift and that we're relatively the new kids on the block, but we are now going through it. And um, the other more senior Life forces are there watching and supporting and ready to jump in and to some extent if need be, if not already in some way, shape, or form. Mm -hmm. so it's pretty cool. It totally. And in the taking the first show about astronomy to the second show with dinosaurs, 
John and I were both walking out with our heads just happily buzzing. And then I think it was John said, the other galaxies, you know, the other parts even of the Milky Way that are looking at our planet now, to them, the dinosaurs are still here. Oh, because yes, so far away. Right? Because we look at those and, and we've been told over years like, oh, that big star that you see, it's not there anymore. Yeah. Right? It's yeah, gone. Because it's so far away. Right, yeah. the time, space, travel, crazy. To, right? So it's mind-blowing. Isn't it to think it's like right now somewhere else, if they're able to visualize this, they just see these dinosaurs. It's a completely different planet <laughs> to wow. them, yeah. even though we're currently yeah. not, you know, we're fueling off of dinosaurs. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that yeah. was my, out of, fun. just really fun experience of a different perspective Different landscape, yep. different moment. And that, you know, it was that changes everything. We have to everything. do it. You have, to, have to keep to stimulating. Out. You have to yes. keep stimulating. And um, I end up going um, over college spring break. My boys and I, Gabby couldn't come because she was busy, but the boys, Jimmy and I, went to Lake Tahoe. And I wasn't going to go because, like, oh, they're going to ski and it's a lot of money. And, you know, I have the house to myself. There's so many things I want to get done. Maybe mm -hmm. I'll just do them around the house. And, but we were going to visit my friends, and I missed them terribly. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go. And it ended up being just that, like just just the change of scenery, just the perspective shift, so that when you do come back into the situation that you were in, it's, that feels different. Mm -hmm. Everything feels different. Of course, I was I was saying um, to my friend that, uh, to me, I suspect that Lake Tahoe is a green screen <laughs> because it is so perfect. Yes. It's just... The, the trees, the, this this house that they're in is right on the lake, which is just the bluest of blue. Mm. And the mountains were snow-capped. And it was just like, really? Really? I'm sure, I'm sure I'm in Disneyland in a generated background. Cause it <laughs> a was hologram, so holographic. But yeah, yeah. but I got to say, man, that place is... Um, mm. If there were extraterrestrials landing, I think they landed there. I think, like, the trees were just magical. It's mm -hmm. like, I, th I said, the trees are alive. My husband was like, uh, yeah, they are. I'm like, no, not alive like that. Like, alive, alive. Like, <laughs> like yeah, just beautiful. Just beautiful. So, yeah, nice change of scenery and nice to come back and different shift. Mm -hmm. So, fun stuff. Yeah, I was thinking about last week, uh, or not last week, Ooh. the last time we did an episode. I was listening to it again about when we were talking about thinking and the difference between like the ego thinking and in my words now saying like attached and then willing to budge from mm -hmm. a story basically because we're fear-based and we feel like we have to have, there's some sense we were taught along the way there's comfort to what we know. Mm -hmm. And so our brain, our ego thinking brain does its really good job of saying, no, stay here where it's safe. That's so perfect. Right? Don't deny. There's that, we use the word skepticism we were talking, and there's the kind of what we might say healthy skepticism versus unhealthy skepticism, right? And so I think it's interesting to discern when is our ego brain and thinking and skepticism about keeping us constricted, small, Stay worried, stay fearful. Yes. Because that's what we do and that's what we know, versus what you did over vacation, what I did over vacation, which is Change go someplace up. new. Yeah. 
sit sit in a even in a room sit in a different chair than you normally sit in get a different perspective yes Yes. and we now are talking about having gone someplace done something interact in a way that was so exciting that's the scientist that's the and then we're thinking so all the things that happened to me while i was watching this and putting it together i've been quote unquote, thinking about it, but more about exploring, putting myself on the edge of like anxiety and excitement. Yes. Everything's different. With the thinking. Yeah. Yes. And my sense is your experience when you went away to talk, like everything you're saying is that same thing. And it's fascinating. It's not fascinating because this always happens with us. But this morning I happened on, um, showed up in my, when things sort of randomly show up in my YouTube feed, I'm like, okay, I better listen to it. So Mm -hmm. I just put it on while I'm making my breakfast or folding laundry, you know, and I just have it going through. And it was a neurologist, Andrew Huberman, I believe. And he was speaking to the neurology of the brain on a Mind Valley talk saying just that, that mm-hmm. you are designed to survive. So you are basically from a primor- primordial level motivated by fear. Because, well, don't touch that. That's hot. You know, don't go there. That could be dangerous. So it's a complete survival mechanism. So your default switch is not, oh, exploration and life. Your default switch is fear because you are programmed to survive. Mm -hmm. And in order to survive, you have to be alert of all the dangers. And it's only those of us who have kind of awakened or are exploring I don't have to be fearful all the time. And and you start with little moments of mindfulness and the meditation and and then the practice into peace that is almost though counterintuitive to how you're sort of designed from a from a physical level, which I never realized that the brain like you know, like that your default is fear. Fight I thought or well, flight. we've learned this, you know, we learn this, blah, blah, blah. But it's kind of it's really the way your brain is designed. Mm-hmm. And so you have to kind of work around it. Um, and this other, this gentleman had never heard him before speak, uh, Andrew Huber, Huberman or whatever. And so I just sort of let it roll. Apparently he's a neuroscientist at, uh, Stanford University and which is unusual to have a neuroscientist, uh, at, from a university at a Mind Valley talk. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but he was talking about gratitude and he has this whole thing on gratitude. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I've been there, done that, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you know, appreciate. And I wake up and, you know, I don't get out of my bed until I thank my pillows and my blanket mm-hmm. and my feet don't hit the floor until I've expressed some gratitude. But when he had encountered some studies where, yes, gratitude is hugely effective in stimulating the neural pathways in the frontal lobe, which has numerous health benefits. But his pitch on it is be grat- you don't you don't express your gratitude you are those they put people on scans that frontal lobe is more activated when we are receiving gratitude when we are receiving thanks hmm. so there's more activity as opposed to you saying i'm thankful for my bed i'm thankful for my pillows it's more of when you receive gratitude so now the the issue is then i got to just wait for somebody to thank me <laughs> like how can i have a gratitude practice where uh, my brain that frontal lobe becomes more active when somebody is appreciating me. How do I make people appreciate me? But he said it can be stimulated simply by observing a fellow human, a, a fellow, because those are like the socio-neural pathways in that spot. 
observing someone else be grateful. Mm. So they had this study where they had people watching Holocaust survivors um, talk about their journey and how they have gotten where they've gotten thanks to the assistance of other people. And so by watching somebody receive gratitude, you can oh, actually right. activate and stimulate that part of mm -hmm. the frontal lobe just by observing somebody receiving gratitude. Mm -hmm. So he says, you know, you don't need to do it often, but uh, you should do a daily gratitude practice. And again, the shift is, never heard this before, instead of saying, I'm thankful for this and I'm thankful for that, recall a time where someone was appreciating you mm -hmm. or bring up a motivating story, something that inspires you, something that causes you to feel the emotions associated with gratitude. It doesn't have to be the particulars like a pillow or a blanket or a specific, but it just sort of conjures up those emotions that are associated with gratitude. And in that, you activate that that frontal lobe and there's this an incredible neurology shift and a physiology shift chemically, biologically. And it just, they like researching this now. I had never heard of Mm. that particular spin on gratitude. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I thought I've heard all this gratitude stuff. That makes perfect sense. As you're saying, I'm, my brain is taking it in and thinking about things. Yeah, in Ayurvedic medicine and polarity, the right side of the body is male energy. The left side is female. And we really look at the male energy as being out in the world, out in the power, money, all of that. And the female is about receptivity, mm -hmm. intuition, nurturing. So I'm thinking about, as you're saying, the receiving. I'm like, oh, right, the receiving, the receiving it in. That's very nurturing, mm -hmm. the receiving, whereas putting out is pushing. Yes. Right? There's a, a pushing out. So it's sort of like, yeah, what you're saying makes perfect sense. If, if we're like, I'm grateful but we're busy pushing Push, it out yeah. into the world as a we're like kind of forcing the concept as opposed to i'm receiving the yes. vibration of gratitude the great masters say we pull our manifestations we don't push mm -hmm. it, i never thought exactly. of that either you know we've been taught oh you have to appreciate they make gratitude dutiful. Well, there's dutiful. guilt and shame. Right. And, yeah, you know, right, right. You know there are kids who don't have food on the day well you right. should think you know it. Yeah, and this makes me think too i'm i'm this morning, again, no coincidences, I've done this recently. I bought some Walita brand rose oil. I like Walita. I like the company. I've never tried them. And rose oil, has. I, I've gone with the uh, more active oil smells. Like I've, I love eucalyptus. I love yes. balsam fir, wintergreen, all that. But I also know that there's important ones that are coming. A lot of people do lavender. Mm-hmm. So in the last year or so, I've been really digging rose mm -hmm. as as my calming. And this morning, and I do this every morning when I get out of the shower, so I have a bottle of this in every place, <laughs> every place I am. Okay. And I get out and I put rose oil on my leg. First, I put it on my face. Yeah. Then I put it on my legs. Then I put it on my arms. And the smell happens, the, the putting it on myself the taking the time for the self-care, all of that brings me into this moment. And my my gratitude is what you're saying in that I'm, I am very much receiving. I feel very much that I'm receiving. I'm grateful. Walita was the company that I used when my daughter, my first daughter was born yep. in 1984. There was Walita calendula oil. 
Okay. And every time she got out of the bath, I would do this really cool, like ceremony almost yeah. with calendula oil. And uh, in the winter, I'd put like a little heater next to her so she could be naked and have <laughs> her oil and move her body. Yeah. And yeah. so I realized in the last month or so, I'm kind of doing a similar thing for myself. Nice. Which is putting this oil on, the smell. It's my way of self-receiving. I love it. Yeah. And the smell of rose just calms me and sets me up for my day. That's awesome. So whatever smell you resonate with, and that might not, it might shift. It might not be rose. Right. For, Another yeah. time I'll have something else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Since my mother passed uh, in August, when I'm thinking about her or I feel her, I smell rose. Like yeah. So when I ha- smell roses, I'm like, oh, mom's here. So it is a very uh, affectionate fragrance for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, self-care, huge. And another thing that was just not intuitive to me, like how can I serve? Well, by taking care of yourself. Really? I'm supposed to sacrifice my sleep and well-being to tend to someone else. You just don't think of by helping yourself be aligned that you're ser- you're serving mm-hmm. better than you could by pushing instead of pulling. Exactly. Uh, yeah, the, the term I come up with for myself, it, it makes sense. We all have words that make sense to us. And I look at that and I say, I need my wits about me. I don't know why that term works, but there's something about like my wits, meaning my smarts, my every every skill, everything about me, I want to bring together so that I can be present in the day. Mm-hmm. And so that's when I kind of put it together as we're talking about it, taking my morning shower. I, I just love hot water, really hot water. Yeah. <laughs> and then getting out and the putting rose. this the rose on me is my way of choop, pulling yeah. my wits. This is me. This is my energy. This is where yeah. I want to be as I walk out into the world. Yeah, I think do, having a morning routine is critical. Mm-hmm. I think... One that brings you peace, like because if you if you start your day off, then law of attraction, the rest of the day is going to be off. And um, yeah, I'm very fond of my morning routine, and I'll get up two hours earlier just to be able to do it. Whereas before it was just like I'm gonna sleep till the last day, until I have till the last minute, until I have to get out of bed and get somewhere. And now I'm like, no, I need I need two hours because I need to have my coffee on the porch mm-hmm. and appreciate my setting. I need to do my meditation. I need to do my workout. Like So now my morning routine is, is sacrosanct for me. And mm-hmm. um, I will get up however early I need to get up in order to do that because I think it just really drives the rest of the day. And it's the same thing with eating. Like I was, we were visiting friends and um, so, you know, I have some nutrition background and all kinds of certifications from personal trainer and all that. And so it was fun to be able to coach them. So they're a little bit new to some of some of the, the current nutrition concepts. And um, I brought that point up. Like if you start your day nutritionally by just putting a hunk of sugar in your mouth, then the rest of the day you will be off. So I had introduced, introduced them to Bulletproof. Not that I'm a particularly fan of, you know, I'll fast occasionally. But so it was nice. I was able to kind of suggest some shifting particularly in the morning, so that they make better choices throughout the day. Because if you're putting crap into your body nutritionally, then you're going to want crap the rest of the day. And I think it's the same thing energetically. If you start your day pissy and just expecting a crappy day, same thing. (laughs) 
back and draw that through the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. So yeah, morning is morning is key. And opening yeah. up to, again, the new ideas of it. And one of the things you and I have talked about is that everyone, we want people to feel empowered to come up with their own way that that works. Yep. So for you to get up for two hours and do that, that's great. And people can be inspired and say, oh, yeah, I can do that. And that works. And for me putting the rose oil on, because I am, I do travel a lot, so I'm restaurants. So I have some, um, in the console on the side of my driver's seat, I have some um, magnesium. Ah, very good. And yeah, I have it. And my D3. Yes. So I have those beside me in the console because I know myself enough to know that I'm jumping around. I might get distracted. So it's like, what are the things that I can do? So every Monday morning, I'm driving down to Hyannis to get on the boat. I get in my car. Guess what? I don't have to worry that I forgot about it in my house and it's too far. That's awesome. It's right next to me. Yeah. And I've gotten in this beautiful... And then in Nantucket, I have the same things on Nantucket because in the morning when I get up in my cottage, I can do it. It's right there. That's yeah. easy. Yeah. Um, so I have it covered for myself. And then I have some up in Vermont because I don't want to have to remember. Did I remember to put my bag? Did I not remember to put yeah. it in my bag? Yeah. So You've set yourself up. I've set myself up. And I think that's the most important thing is to encourage people to know that they can set themselves up for mm-hmm. success. They're worth their own time to set them up for success and to do it the way that matches them, to encourage everybody to find the way that works for them and not to give up because I think a lot of times we're like, oh, I tried this and, and we get shamed, but we beat ourselves up that we can't do it like this influencer that we saw. Well, it's like, no, that's a completely different person yeah. than you are. And it doesn't need to be a huge thing. Exactly. I mean, something as simple as, so those are two critical nutrients and very calming nutrient, magnesium with the calming and D basically for all like cold and flu, particularly in the winter mm-hmm. when we don't get a lot of sun. Like, that's not a big deal. So you buy an extra bottle or two. Right. And it affects you profoundly. And and me, you know, I like the two-hour window so I can get in the workout and make my breakfast. But you know what? Mm-hmm. In a pinch, I could do it in a half an hour. I yep. just need I just need that set point in the morning mm-hmm. on the porch with a cup of coffee, talking to my trees. <laughs> but it doesn't take a huge shift to right. set yourself up. Ex- that, and I think that's so important to say. To remind people, forget about what you see other people doing as far as trying to match that or compete with that or whatever. No, hear the message that everybody is worth their own ingenuity, mm-hmm. genuineness, and authenticity to set themselves up energetically for their day. Yes. And what that looks like is unique and beautiful and successful to each individual person. Yes, I agree. And I also would add too, so whatever the practice is or the Mm -hmm. substance they're consuming or applying or Mm -hmm. um, I think now more than ever, the power of intention is stronger than it has ever been. Mm -hmm. So whether you call it prayer, whether you call it suggestion or intention or... um, mantras, I don't even go that far, but simply saying, I'm expecting this to go well for me. I'm expecting the rest of this day to simply unfold perfectly. And that's something I talk to my kids. I talk to my kids almost daily. Somebody, one of the children is calling from colleges or apartments and we kind of coach each other. But that is a constant is just expect the best. 
because mm-hmm. the universe has your back. And so something as simple as before you leave the house, I'm, I'm looking forward to a great day. I don't know how it's going to unfold. And that's the other thing I've been working with the kids is let's not be so hard on controlling outcome. Let's not try to force the specifics of it, but let's just expect that whatever happens, we're not going to judge it as good or bad. We're going to know that it's simply going to serve us in the way it was meant to serve us. And that is a positive way. Mm-hmm. So keeping it, keeping it just, I'm expecting, I'm fine. All is well. I'm fine. I'm fine. But kicking that off before before your feet hit the floor and the, when you get out of the bed or before you walk out the door. But that, that power of intention, I think, is more useful now than it has ever been. More heard. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree. Everything it feels like we were talking about today, to me, is this beautiful moment. Like I said, when I, when I put the rose oil on or when I look to my console and there are the things I want to take... It's such a great feeling for me. It feels really good because for me, that action, that effort, whatever you want to call it, I look at that and I say, I did this because I love myself. That's awesome. Yes. Yeah. You didn't do it because somebody recommended it, one of your favorite wellness coaches. You did it because I want to do this because it feels good for me. This shows me that I love myself. And when you get up and you are like, I to sleep in, but you know what? I'm going to get up because this this is how I show myself that I love myself. Excellent. Yep. So that's what I'm thinking. And the things that we're talking about is moving beyond you coaching your friends. You know, it wasn't so much about you have to do it this way, this way. It's really like, I'm here to break open your mind. Yes. So that you have an opportunity to figure out yourself and how you intentionally do things for yourself to show yourself that you love yourself. Awesome. And unlimited stuff opens up at, from that point. Right? Yes. That's when, yes. That's when your cadre, your, all your whole team can help you out. Yes. Yeah. Because if, we, if we're not open to these beautiful vibrations of love, if we don't choose that I am going to live in love and accept and receive from myself and others Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. actions and items and expressions and vibrations of love, then then those, we're not going to see how beautifully it's set up for us. Right. We have blinders on. And those who love their angels and the angel teaching from my understanding, listening to uh, angel experts is they can't help you unless you ask. Like, and so you have to ask. And then after asking, you have to be in a, in a state of love and chill to receive. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you might as well leverage all the powers around you, you know, it literally takes a village, right? So yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. You got to be in that place to receive it. Very cool. Setting yourself up. To show yourself that you love yourself. Love it. Beautiful. All right. We out? Mm Mm-hmm. Sounds good. And as usual, more more to be be revealed. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for joining us on Expansive Minds Podcast, Gateway to Freedom. Until next time, more to be revealed.